Welcome to Mosaic's Portable Talks podcast series, Listening to God, where I get to sit down with family, friends, and mentors, people who are in the thick of following Jesus and embodying His kingdom and justice in their own context. And I get to ask them about how they experience the presence of God and how they pray. At Mosaic, we believe Creator God, Jesus Christ, is present and speaking always and in many ways. Some of those ways may feel like absence and silence. And we also believe that Creator God, Jesus Christ, is always drawing us deeper into the mystery and reality of His presence. I hope the conversations in this series will deepen your confidence that it is possible for you to experience God and hear Him speak to you. I also hope they provoke you to explore new faithful experiences of prayer, and I hope they stoke your desire to draw near to God's presence in Jesus Christ, which, like a fire, can warm, give light, and transform that which it touches. In this episode, you'll hear my conversation with my good friend, Dr. Kenneth Wallace, or Kenny to those who know him personally. Kenny is an artist, a consultant, a professor and mentor, and a man who is walking deeply in the ways of Jesus and in the pathways of his ancestors. Kenny holds a doctorate from the Institute for Worship Studies, where he focused on ethnodoxology, a study of the wonderful variety of ways that the many ethnic peoples of the world embody and offer up to God their worship. He is on the faculty of Nates, an indigenous learning community, as well as Sioux Falls Seminary. He'll share with us his early experiences of prayer, and he'll also share how his prayer life has grown and changed as he has followed the call of Jesus to reclaim his indigenous heritage and identity. Enjoy. Welcome to uh, another conversation about prayer at Mosaic Intercultural Church in London. Uh, this evening I have with me the Reverend Dr. Kenneth Wallace. <laughs> so welcome, Kenny. Um, can you just give us a little bit of a sense of who you are and, and uh, where you're at these days? Sure, sure, sure. So, hello to Makana, Boha Chihua Micha Kenny Wallace, what you uh, so hello, all of my friends, all my relations out there. Um, my name in the Choctaw language is Aboha uh, Achihoa, which means the abode of Jehovah as I walk in the way of Jesus. And in English, it's Kenneth LeVon Wallace Jr., a gift and a legacy from my father. On my mother's side, I'm Choctaw. On my father's side, I'm Pawnee. And on both sides, I'm literally in the Choctaw language, black man a lot. And so um, that's, how I, that's how I introduce my, myself in, um, in the Choctaw language. Uh, yeah. I love that. So uh, I'm up here, up here living the dream, up here in Canada. Um, I was born in the U.S. and my parents were military, so we traveled all over the place. And the, the roads have brought me up here and soon to London. Yes. I cannot wait for your arrival here. We have been praying for you and, and uh, eagerly looking forward to it. And people may not know this, but it might be that at the time of uh, them hearing this podcast, you may be quarantining in our house. Just <laughs> <laughs> true. It could happen. <laughs> well, listen, I'm so thankful for you making time to chat with, with me tonight and with us about prayer. And I'm wondering if you could just take us back to the beginning. I mean, how did you first learn to pray? Yeah, that's a great question. So I first learned to pray from my, my parents, right? So um, 
when I was born, my parents weren't believers yet, but they knew that I needed to be in church. And so I was in the very first class, the kindergarten class of Star of Bethlehem Baptist Church <laughs> way right. back in, I don't know what year that was, a long time ago. <laughs> and um, and so we learned, like, you pray on your knees with your eyes closed and your head bowed and your hands folded. And now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep <laughs> okay. those like those. Those um and but it was good right like it was it was a good foundation um to to get me to the place where it's like you can talk to God it's okay um and so that was the beginning the the African American church experience was mm-hmm. uh, loud and proud is <laughs> how we prayed Amen and so in that in that tradition that experience did they also disciple you or teach you in about um, how to discern God's voice in prayer or was it mainly one directional? I think as a kid, it was mainly one directional. I think later on um, when the language started to shift, uh, so we moved around, right? That also meant that we were moving churches as well. Um, And so as I got older, I started to hear this thing about relationship, right? (laughs) With God and um, you want to be in a relationship with God and there's this, this, he loves you, you love him type of a deal. And, mm. um, and so then that conversation about, well, listening for God's voice, it's not just you, it's not just you. Um, and it was, it was confusing, right? Cause growing up it was, well, if I say the right things, then I'm good, right? Like I, I prayed, I could check that off the list. And so it probably wasn't until I got involved with university, um, in my, my undergrad in my college years that, uh, that I began to take seriously that concept of listen, listen to God, listen for his voice. Okay. And what were some of those early, early experiences, I guess, of, of experiencing God's voice speaking to you? What was that like for you? Yeah. So one of the first, uh, one of the first times I can remember that I had gone on a retreat um, or to summer camp really with, uh, with InterVarsity, the training camp, and um, they were going to have a retreat of silence and as an introvert, I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> but then they were like, um, we want you to just go out and just be with God and, and listen for whatever whatever he tells you. Um, and it was it was like all day. It was like an all day thing. And so I was like, okay, I don't know. What this. So I w- walked into the woods and found a rock and sat on the rock and then just kind of sat there. I was like, okay, God, if I'm supposed to be listening to you speak, (laughs) I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what this means. (laughs) And I began to notice uh, things around me, right? I I began to notice the way that life was, was uh, palpable (laughs) in a sense, right? Like I could see the ants running across a log. I could hear the birds chirping. I could see the water flowing around the rocks and it mm. became very clear to me that God was speaking to me through uh, creation. Mm-hmm. Um, God was speaking to me through my senses. So my sight and uh, my hearing, even smell, right? Like I can still smell the, uh, the, the wet earth, right? Like <laughs> that was there and God saying like, I've got you, right? Beside, beside the quiet waters, I've got you, right? Like 
and abundance and growth. I've got you. And, um, and it was, it blew me away. And I was like, this has become one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite ways of worshiping, getting out into wow. to creation. Wow. Thank you. Hmm. And as you kind of kept on exploring prayer and exploring life with God, um, did you, did you ever run into situations where you weren't sure if you had heard God or experienced him or maybe times where you thought, you know, I thought I had heard God that time. I thought I'd experienced him and now I'm not so sure about that. Or maybe I'm really clear that I was mistaken. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah. 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 I've definitely um, made decisions based on those moments, <laughs> those, those feelings and um, that when things didn't work out and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I guess maybe that wasn't God's voice. What I began to find as um, I matured in my relationship with God was that I will hear his voice or I will hear a message in um, repetitions of three. Okay. So if, um, if I hear something the first time, I take it and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> then if I hear it confirmed um, somewhere else, I'll be like, oh, okay. Started to pay attention. The third time is like, yes, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. <laughs> right? uh-huh. like, like Samuel. And, and that has been consistent. That's been consistent in my life. I'll hear someone will say, so I have a word from the Lord for you. It's like the first time I was like, okay. <laughs> but then the second and the third time I'm like, all right, like this is, this is, uh, this could be something for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's, that's interesting. Repetitions of three. And it's happened. It's a pattern that's happened consistently. Hey? Yeah. In, in my life. Right. Like, and that might not be the same for everyone. Right. Like God's got his fingerprint on, on everybody differently. But for me, I've learned to listen um, when I start to hear things repeated over, over and over. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. And um, as are there other kinds of prayer, other ways that you've grown in prayer? Um, in between, you know, those early years as a, were you a university student on that retreat? Yeah. 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 So since you're in university, like how's, how has your experience of being in God's presence changed since then or grown? Yeah. I think one of the, the biggest ways, right. So, um, you and I have talked a little bit, but for, for people listening, I've been on a journey probably the past decade, uh, maybe a little longer, um, to reclaim some of my indigenous heritage. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the ways that God has really grown me in in my uh, in prayer is not just listening to creation or looking at creation, but actually partnering with creation in prayer. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I will say, like, um, to the plants, right? like, I'll say, hey, like, God has called you forth, right? So as I'm gardening, I'm praying, and, and, and I'm partnering with the plants and giving God praise for, for what he's done. Or um, uh, I will use, so <laughs> when I first started going to, to visit powwows, which is this like uh, indigenous party, basically, <laughs> this gathering, <laughs> um, you, you could, sm- there's a distinct smell that's in the air, right? This kind of sweet smell. And you're like, what, what is that? Well, it's sage, right? And so the first couple of times I went, I was like, I don't know about the <laughs> like, mm. smoke and like wafting over you. 
But now I'm at a place where when I smell that, it immediately puts me in a place of, of, of pray, of prayer, right? A place where I am, I'm connecting with God through this aspect of creation that was given as a gift. Um, and so seeing the birds in the air, it's not just, wow, that's an awesome bird. God is so awesome. But now it's, look at that, that awesome bird, like, mystically. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what is actually happening, but it's like, mm-hmm. you can carry my prayers to creator. Right now. I know that God can, <laughs> you talk about like the, the, the theology stuff, right? Like I know that God can hear me directly or, but there's something about when the scripture says the trees will clap their hands, right. Or the rocks will cry out in praise or all creation groans in wait, Like, that's a partnership that I can enter into um, to be in communication with God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so, um, so tell me about what that, what that practice of prayer does for your sense of belonging. I mean, you're, you're a person who's uh, been uprooted a lot, I guess, or maybe, I don't know if that's the word that you would use to describe yeah. yourself, but every couple of years, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> and it's coming up again. Yeah. Um, so how does that practice of prayer, um, uh, inter- like what happens in terms of your sense of place as you pray in those ways? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, I'm a hoop dancer. And so I, I mm. dance with these, these circles, these, they're like smaller versions of hula hoops, right? Okay. <laughs> the sense that everything is connected in a, in a sacred hoop, everything was created um, and was created good and in relationship with, with creator, right? And so when I pray in this way, it reminds me, it grounds me in the sense that I am part of creation, right? Like, and all of this is meant to glorify God, we um, talk about the, the, the theological stuff, right? Sometimes we forget that there wasn't a special day for humans to be created. Like it was part of the plan of creation. It was on the same day as all the rest of, uh, of, of the, the calling yeah. beasts, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and so that, like, although we are the ones that are privileged to bear the image of God, the other creatures are my brothers and sisters. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we are all created good and meant to glorify God. And so it, I am grounded in the sense that I am part of creation, which then makes me, when I go to throw out my trash, be more thoughtful, right? Or when I'm brushing my teeth and the water's running down the sink, right? Like that's, it, it makes me stop and think in my practice um, because in my prayer, I'm in partnership with all of creation. Hmm. Wow. Thank you. And for folks who are wanting to grow in their prayer life, and I mean, you know what it's like, as you were saying, to, to be maybe confronted or, or to, to hear about or to experience modes of prayer that were foreign to you, maybe, or that made you feel uncomfortable. Um, what was it that gave you... What, yeah, what was it that... that enabled you or pulled you through those moments of hesitation into these new experiences of God that ended up being quite trustworthy and, and quite obviously theologically quite rich. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd say there are two main things, right? So one is relationship. So Mm. there were people who were older and wiser than me that said, 
you should look at praying this way, right? Like this, mm. this could bless you. Um, and because I was in a good relationship with them, I trusted them. And so I tried it and I was blessed. Right? So like having, <laughs> having someone that can walk alongside you and can kind of speak into your life and um, encourage you to try things that you maybe haven't done before um, is huge. So that, that's one piece. And then the second piece is reading scripture with new eyes, right? So as I began to uh, be, be challenged in relationship to, to read scripture um, from this kind of different perspective and look at the, the place of creation and our place in creation, I began to see, man, there is a stream all the way through scripture of God using creation in worship. Right. Mm. And even beyond like beyond just creation to like holy imagination, <laughs> right? Holy creativity in, mm-hmm. in worship. And and so I was like, if if the Lord is saying this in his word, and that's been given to us as a gift, then we should be applying this in our, our life out here. And um and so I began to to look for ways to actively incorporate all of my senses to actively incorporate all of creation um, and to, to live in that, that hoop of, of relationship um, with all of creation. Hmm. Thank you so much. Um, that's great. I think that that brings us to a close for this part of the conversation. I, maybe we can keep it going another time. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Love that. But thank you. This has been a real gift. A pleasure. <laughs>